Hello, listener, and thank you. You've pressed play on the latest edition of Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your audio dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes State. How you doing? My name is Robert Kerr. Your host is always here on the program. Another great weekend of soccer in the books. May Soccer Madness is in full motion. We've got two great guests this week, but first, shout out to uh, former Oakland Golden Grizzlies and former podcast guest Noah Jensen for getting his first pro goal for Forge FC in the Canadian Premier League. Way to go, Noah. Um, Also, AFC Ann Arbor. Got to give it up. They have continued their triumphant return to play as both their men's and women's team won this weekend, 3-1 and 3-2 respectively. So they've come back high. DCFC, Detroit City FC had a very busy week themselves. The women's team celebrated the 10th anniversary of the club, playing a match on Thursday night and then traveling down to Louisville to play on Sunday. And Saturday, the men's side, the USL Championship side, uh, bounced back from their Open Cup penalty shootout loss midweek to uh, put four past the visiting Loudoun to win 4-2. to two. I wasn't sure what was going to go on. There seemed to be, I mean, obviously some disappointment from going out of the Cup, and they come back to league play uh, with a plum. And for lots more Michigan soccer coverage, the intersection of soccer here in the Great Lakes State is at MI Soccer Central across all the social media platforms. Because whether you're a coach, player, or a supporter, or all of the above, at MI Soccer Central has got all the coverage for you. All right. In this week's program, we've got two guest interviews. I've got the 2017 Michigan's Mr. Soccer, Mike Mellorani, and Oakland County FC forward, Big Mike Mellorani, on the program. Oakland County FC opens at home on May 21st at Royal Oak High School. We've also got Kyle Clayton returning to contribute to the show once again. He is now the Midwest Premier League social media manager, and he is keeping a close eye on Lansing Common and all the squads in the Midwest Premier League. So we're going to go see those gentlemen on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Very excited for our next guest, the 2017 Michigan Mr. Soccer four-year Western Michigan Bronco and Rochester Stony Creek graduate, Mr. Mike Mellorani, coming to us live from Kalamazoo. How you doing? Good, Rob. How are you? Oh, great to have you back. Uh, you returned to Oakland County FC for the fourth summer in a row in 2022. Uh, how's it feel to come back? Uh, yeah, it feels great. I mean, I've I've loved all my time at Oakland County. Uh the coaching staff is great. The the owners are great. And uh, most importantly, I feel like just playing with some of my best friends every day and being able to stay home for the summer is, is what I really look forward to in the summer. So you just wrapped up your Western Michigan uh, career. Um, 
why come back to Oakland County uh, and play summer ball uh, following uh, college? Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to take that uh, that fifth COVID semester. So I, I got another season to prep for. So uh, after just my experiences in these past summers, I mean, it's it's been nothing but but good things to say about Oakland County. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to this season. So you're not done yet is what nope, you're telling me. Yet. <laughs> Are you, I, I see that you have uh, also in, in addition to uh, your exploits on the field, you're in biomedical services with a 4.0. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to go to PA school after I'm done with uh, my undergrad. So I'm going to graduate in the fall with a uh, biomedical sciences degree. And then, uh, then hope to go on to med school, basically. You spoke about uh, being excited to, to play with uh, some of your best friends at Oakland County FC. Um, and all of you guys, uh, your friends also uh, high achievers academically as well as on the soccer field. What is in the water in Rochester? <laughs> I don't know, man. We're kind of just, I mean, me, Bobby, Buka, Chase, and DJ, we're all kind of, came up together on on those on those uh stony creek fields so uh well i was the only one who played high school soccer you know they would always show up to to every game and, and cheer us on before their varda academy practices so uh you know we've i've been close with them since probably my my freshman year of high school for chase and dj and then since i was like five with kevin and bobby so i mean they're they're, they're my closest friends in the world and uh it's just so fun to play with them every summer so you played high school, they all played club. Is that typical for players to, to to hang around the high school team in that scenario? Um I mean it's whatever works for you. Like they they had a schedule where they would they would probably practice at like eight thirty at night. So our games would start at seven. So they would kinda come around our high school, like they would come to train, they would come to all the pregame stuff just because, you know, everyone knew like who they were they were great players like it, it would never hurt to have them around and they would have a great relationship with our coach and staff so then they would stay for as long as they could at at our uh at our games before they headed off to their own practices usl uh league two action kicks off on may 8th um and there's players uh the i'm i'm uh doing admin work for the club this year. And so I've seen who's all coming in this year and it's a very exciting uh, squad of players. Um, before we talk more about Oakland County FC though, are there, uh, I'm sure there's teammates of yours from uh, Westerns on some of these USL teams we're playing this year. Uh, is there any, uh, the, the, the USL two great lakes division is all Michigan based mm -hmm. clubs. So is there any clubs or some of your uh, teammates that you're looking forward to teeing off against this summer? Uh, yeah, basically every game we play with or we play in the league, we're gonna have have a lot of uh, familiarity with the other team just based off like the Michigan guys. But uh, I'd say Kalamazoo is probably the biggest one just because it's in our or it's back in my college town, and uh, our assistant coach Shane is the head coach for them. And we always have like to have a friendly rivalry with them. And uh, our athletic trainer Danny, uh, he runs the whole fan section for Kalamazoo, so it always gets a little rowdy when we go to Kalamazoo. 
Oh, so that's pretty deep in Kalamazoo, and I'm glad you mentioned them, because that was probably one of my outstanding memories of the 2021 Oakland County FC season, was uh, the home game at Clawson Stadium uh, when we welcomed Kalamazoo on an incredibly rainy uh, Wednesday night, and um, Kalamazoo, a great team, obviously, they went on to win the division uh, OCFC undefeated against them, and that game, uh, the home game, the 3-2 win for OCFC versus Kalamazoo was probably, uh, that was an out- the outstanding game of the year, uh, and you had a special moment in that game. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, that, that was obviously a great game. You know, it was, the conditions were kind of set up to play more of our style in that game, <laughs> so uh, we were we were playing on the counter for sure, and uh, we were able to catch them three times with three beautiful goals in the rain and uh yeah at the last one when I had the winner it was just that little slide into the camera that was really good pictures by our guy yeah uh if anyone hasn't seen it yeah Mike going full belly slide into the corner right into the photographer did you actually collide with the photographer or was it just a good zoom because that's a real close picture yeah got close got close (laughs) well yeah uh that summer uh last year uh I mean, some high highs, some low lows. How do you feel coming into this season compared to last year? Yeah, I think uh, right now it seems like we just have a lot more commitment out of the out of the group. You know, we have a lot of guys coming back, and and we have a lot of guys bought into kind of being there every day. But as as like a as like a team, when we recruit so many guys just from the local area that are living at home and everything, it's it's always tough to get everyone on the same schedule and uh, they might, they might be missing games here and there since they're at home. So when you don't like house a lot of guys, it, it can run in some different challenges, but I think we have so much depth this year that, that it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, definitely have depth in there. Uh, there's layers of quality, lots of guys coming back from last year and a lot of the new additions that uh, are very exciting players. Um, do you think that, uh, OCFC in uh what do you think of uh actually the new venue have you ever played in Royal Oak High School Stadium before yeah no I've, I've never played there I've seen I've seen some great pictures of it and it looks like a super nice field but I've personally never played there so I'm excited to get to try yeah the facilities have been uh, updated in recent times um I heard the locker rooms are uh are vast uh step up and uh and the, they did recent upgrades and the stadium's uh even bigger i i mean i was uh, a big fan of clawson stadium because it's literally two streets away from my house but uh it's about like a mile away now but um it's even bigger so uh exciting times i, I couldn't be more excited and especially with these these players coming in is there a team you you said the the uh the ties run thick with Kalamazoo. Are there any other teams that you have your eye on? Uh, not specifically. I just think just overall with all the announcements we've been seeing that the, the league just looks like it's going to be so strong and it's it's going to be a grind every game. So uh, not, not anyone specific that we're looking forward to, but just kind of every game is going to be it's going to be tough. Having the whole division be Michigan teams is cool. I, I do – wish that we had a chance to run it back against Toledo though that 5-5 game we had last summer uh I definitely wanted to get back at him about that 
Oh yeah, for sure. That, that was one of the craziest games I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, we had what back to back five to five, and then a three to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, that was goal fest times. <laughs> yeah, goal fest times indeed. Lots of uh, action to be had. Um, going back into your history into to Rochester a little bit. Uh, 2017 Michigan Mr. Soccer. Um, I've heard the accolade, but I've never really asked you about that season. Like, how did that all play out to where you achieved that uh, award? Oh, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd say that was probably the, the most fun I've ever had playing soccer. I mean, the the high school game is just – there's just something about it that it just suited kind of my play style. And I, <laughs> I kind of would just kick it and run and uh, use my speed to my advantage. But – yeah, with my coaching staff and my teammates and being able to represent Stony Creek in the high school, I mean, that was that was probably the most fun I've ever had playing soccer. Uh, you Speaking of which, in high school, you, you played uh, multiple sports, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was, I was a kicker for the football team. And then so I would kick on Friday nights and then I would play soccer all week and then go to a few football practices. And then uh, into the winter, I, I would play basketball. So I would I would put soccer down for like a four month period, focus completely on basketball. And then I, I picked uh, basketball and soccer both up in the spring. Have your, has your path ever crossed with Brandon by the uh, WMU alumni? Who uh, was, yeah. Uh, so doing so my freshman year, uh, or I mean my senior year of high school, he was, he was having his historic season at Western. So, so when I came on my visit and stuff, I would, uh, I would talk to Brandon a lot and he was, he was one of the guys that was so nice to me. And then uh, when I was an All-American in high school, there was like a convention in Philadelphia, and he had just been named the the Scholar All-American for the whole nation in college. And those were at the same convention. So I was able to meet up with uh, him and Coach Wiseman and kind of just talk to him. And uh, his parents still come to all the Western games, so uh, still keeping a relationship with him. Uh, the thing about him that blew me away when I spoke to him um... – when he was in his preseason was that he didn't play soccer full time until college. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of anyone having the success he has with being like a, you know, a part-time youth soccer player? No, I mean, I didn't, I, I'm in the same boat where I didn't, I didn't play full-time soccer either. And I think that's kind of like a common theme amongst our guys here at Western. You know, we're not, we're kind of more athletes than, uh, than a soccer player sometimes. And then we, once we get here, we kind of mold into that more soccer realm. But in terms of Brandon, I mean, it was no secret, like how he made it to how he was today. You know, our coaches tell us every day, like there's no one that, that worked harder than him. There was no one who put in more hours on the field. And, you know, it really showed once he, he had that unbelievable uh, junior and senior year and then was able to make it to the MLS. Uh, hearing it from him, he made it seem like it was no big deal. Uh, just that it was another thing uh, for him to do. But so having those uh, ahead of you at the program you were in was that kind of an inspiration to push harder when you guys were, you know, doing your thing in season. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, seeing like like we watch his games like on like regularly as a team. You know, we kind of have like a watch party. Uh, type of thing where we we all get together and watch his games in our in our film room so uh it's it's definitely inspirational and to see the success that they were able to have last year and to see him get his his second contract is is unbelievable and it's just it's an inspiration for all of us
You spoke that, uh, you know, high school ball, like really suited your athleticism, kind of knock it long and chase onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, how has the, like, wh- what's the contrast between high school, college, and then summer ball? Yeah, so in in high school, you know, I didn't really have to focus on much of anything with my, like, cleanliness on the ball or, like, like clean feet and, like, being able to break lines and stuff. It was kind of just, like, you know, kick it up and run. But uh, once I got to college, you know, I, I didn't really know what, like, holding up the ball even was. <laughs> so, like, as a nine, you know, that's a huge issue. So, like, my freshman year, uh, our assistant coach, Shane, who coaches the nines, we would just – Every single day, we would just do hold up, do hold up, do hold up until I felt comfortable on the ball and kind of played like an actual nine rather than a, a, a winger who kind of just runs. So that is definitely a, a big part as a nine for the uh, for the college game. And in terms of summer, I think it's it's more in like transition moments for the for the summer soccer games. You know, it's it's summer, so maybe everyone's not in like the greatest shape they'll ever be, and. Uh, I think it's really about like staying compact as a team, staying together as a team, being on the same page, and then uh, taking those little moments where maybe the other team uh, lacks in focus or something, and then uh, converting that into goals because because we see a lot more goals in those summer games. Yeah, lots of goals uh, in 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 the summer league last year. Um, about more breaking down like the 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 hold up play. Like, what's the kind of a starting position when when you're looking to hold up? Like, uh, how far up the field are you looking to receive the ball? When yeah, so, you're like, so if we have it like pinned in our half, you know, I'll be kind of near. I'll never come like further back than the center circle, but it's more about like being in line with their back line and kind of sitting on the ball side center back and and waiting for you know, someone like the, getting the chance to play you in and then being able to hold off that center back was the thing I kind of struggled with the most. So uh, definitely worked on that in the, over the last few years and feel like it, it's it's paid off well. Well, uh, the I was kind of collecting all the numbers of uh, the seasons past this week and just kind of refreshing my brain uh, for the season ahead. And uh your assist numbers went up a lot last year from the year before. Do you think that was, uh, you know, part of that that hold up work that you were doing at school? Yeah, for sure. I think it was a lot of a lot of confidence in in being able to have that hold up play, and also just having like unbelievable players around me also helps. So we had a we had a much stronger team when we moved into USL two, and uh, you know, it's kind of some of those those passes I was playing where they probably shouldn't even have been goals, you know. Nash hits one from out of the box or something. It's like, it's like those those great players kind of just gave me those. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are funny. The uh, numbers don't always tell the full story. Like an assist could be the most monumental achievement of all time. You know, dribble around six guys and then lay it off for a tap in, or it could just be like booting the ball up and the guy gets it in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad they started a. Uh, counting assists because i you know growing up that wasn't even like something that was recorded in uh or at least publicly in in in, mm-hmm. in, in pro pro soccer when you're watching it and that guy that got the tapping got you know like sole uh credit for mm-hmm. for the achievement so I'm, I'm i'm glad that assists have even like come into the realm of uh soccer and i'm, I'm surprised uh it took it took so long but um what 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 did, would you say is uh going into this Oakland County FC season 
Um, is there a little bit of unfinished business because you were hampered uh, last year with injury and whatnot? Yeah, I think, you know, I only played like the first, I think, six or seven games last year and then had to sit out with that broken foot for the entire rest of the season. So I'm hungry to get back and uh, try to do everything I can to bring a championship to the county. <laughs> Yeah, that would be unbelievable. Um, uh, OCFC was, you know, we were, we were fighting for that top and it kind of slipped a few spots down in the last week of the season. So, um, yeah, challenging for the top throughout the whole summer would uh, make for an exciting summer, no doubt. Um, you said that you can't wait to play with your friends, uh, you know, Kevin, Bobby, and uh, DJ and, and Chase. Um, so everybody's coming back for another ride uh, and everyone's kind of graduating all at the same time or you guys were the same grade. So um, um, I guess in, in some ways, is this maybe like a last ride together? Yeah. I mean, for, for our college lives. Yeah. But I think, I feel like, you know, we all have been playing together for so long that we probably will never stop. Even after we graduate college, I'm sure we'll find a way to, whether it be for Oakland County or somewhere else at a lower level, I'm sure we'll find a way to always play together. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just love those guys. Love playing with those guys and, uh, many more on the team this year that I'm also familiar with. So I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Switching gears a little bit. Um, the soccer landscape, especially here in the state has changed at, at, at a crazy rate. Like even when you started college, the way that, I mean, the USL, uh, you know, wasn't even in uh, Michigan or wasn't rebranded as that then. And there's a lot of leagues and the teams are switching around. Like, in general, what what's your, your take on how uh, mi- soccer in Michigan in general is, has gone over the last few years? Yeah, I think it's I think it's unbelievable to get a, a league based solely in Michigan for the summer with all, all six Michigan teams being in Michigan. So I feel like that's unbelievable as someone who really enjoys Michigan in the summer and, and would want to stay home. Like, I, I think it's unbelievable that we get a chance to do that. And then you also see like the chance at the next level with, with a lot of guys being able to play for DCFC and for Michigan stars and kind of exploring the pro game. You know, there's a lot of soccer in Michigan. There's a lot of good players in Michigan. So I think it, it only, it only helps the overall landscape of, of soccer. Uh, you and your friends are extremely academically uh, focused in, in achieving. Would your approach maybe, or at least your your outlook on soccer, be slightly different if you were growing up now with pro teams in the state? Um, I'm not sure if it would be different. I think I would always have the same mentality where I would I would do equally well in school as I would on the field. But I think the chance for to be able to play after college was never something I was really like considering when I came into Western as a freshman. And now like it's, there's, there's definitely opportunities if that's something that, you know, I, I wanted to explore, but at this point I'm kind of just focused on, on doing well enough, going to med school, getting into med school and we'll see what happens. But your spider sense is tingling a little bit with soccer. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, just the prospects of, you know, this being my last season as, as a college athlete, you know, that right now I don't really like, like, I just, I keep practicing every day. It's, I'm not really missing anything, but uh, if that, once that ends, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel. So it's definitely going to be weird. 
Last year, you had the uh, iconic celebration of the season. We talked about the belly slide into the into the camera on the sideline. Uh, you got anything fun cooked up for this year? Um, I'm not sure yet. I mean, some rain would be nice. That always helps with the <laughs> with the celebrations and the slides or anything. So maybe if we uh, maybe if we get a rainy game again, I'll pull something out. And are you much of a dancer at all? Oh, not even a little bit. <laughs> It's tough on us tall guys. There's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to move around out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, OCFC season uh, kicks off in a USL two away on May eighth in Ann Arbor and opening the home campaign at Royal Oak High School Stadium on the twenty first of May. Uh, you got anything to add before uh, you come into training next week? Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to everything in the summer. You know, a lot of new faces coming in, a lot of the same faces coming in, and uh, I just couldn't be more excited to to get together with the group and Coach Vinny and Coach Borsha and just just work hard and try to do the best we can for Oakland. All right, Big Mike Melarani, uh, WMU forward and Oakland County FC number nine. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Michigan Soccer Central Thank podcast. you so much, Rob. Welcome back in to talk some Midwest Premier League, a returning guest, a returning contributor, Kyle Clayton, uh, Midwest Premier League social media manager and student filmmaker, and was on the scene for uh, Lansing Cummins away game at BIH Grand Rapids. Kyle Clayton, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Robert. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, busy, but uh, very good weekend. Um, wrapping it up here with you. So, uh, like I said, you've got the title Midwest Premier League Social Media Manager. Why did you join in the league and what's what's going on? We had our uh, opening uh, weekend of games here. Yeah, so I, um, I've been involved with the league uh, for over a year now. Um, last year I was just doing mainly videography stuff. All of the match of the weeks on the East side were mine. Um, so I really enjoyed doing that. I've been kind of staying involved with the league in the off season and got this opportunity to, you know, manage the socials and get a little bit more involved. And I mean, it's a league that I am personally in love with and I, and I, I love to see the growth of. So, so making that next step to getting more involved was kind of a no brainer for me. So we had two Michigan-based Midwest Premier League games over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, some big scores, some a couple lob, lopsided scores, surprisingly. Yeah. We didn't get too many of those in the league last year. But Inter-Detroit fell uh, 4-0 to the visiting Livonia City FC. And Tulip City there in Holland dropped 5 on Detroit Union. Uh, those are uh, big scorelines. Yeah, Livonia, it's it's great to see them, you know, getting the results because, I mean, they, it's such a good, well-run organization. Um, and and to see them have a positive start to the season is is always, always a good thing. Um, same could really be said for, for Tulip City. I mean, they've been waiting to debut for over two years now. 
Um, I remember summer of 2020 when when they were planning on launching. Um, and then, you know, the whole COVID thing happened and they had to postpone their their um, their launch. So to see them start with their first ever competitive game, winning 5-0 over Detroit Union, that is that's very good to see. And I personally am here for it. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, emotional investment uh, goes a long way, especially here early in the season. Um, for those unaware, uh, Midwest Premier League is amongst uh, the uh, summer club competitions where uh, guys that are looking to go pro, guys that are on break from college, a uh, summer club season and uh, Midwest Premier League uh, is, has kind of the ethos of a club league run by volunteer club members and uh it's really been uh going into the second year a place a, a nice place for teams that already existed in land as well as somewhat of an incubator for new teams starting up and tulip city uh a good landing place great debut in the league uh, scoring five against the visitors um uh, last week in Ann Arbor, my team suffered a big, big loss in Ann Arbor because those guys were coming back from a big weight and uh, they kept their fan base engaged there in Ann Arbor. And so when I see this scoreline, I kind of have uh, memories of that. There's probably a lot of people have been uh, looking forward to that day in Holland for quite some time. Oh, yeah. And it's it's great to see the, the same, same situation with Ann Arbor. It's like COVID really put a... Uh, pushed a lot of these clubs to to near extinction so it's really great to see you know tulip city still sticking with things still planning on playing soccer great to see ann arbor especially you know sticking with it and getting back on the field again it's it's wonderful to see and in the other uh match that involved some midwest premier league teams but was a cup game has uh uh, you were on the scene for uh, BIH Grand Rapids 2, Lansing Common 1. Uh, kind of walk us through the story of the day. Yeah, so it's the Grand River Open Cup, which was a which is a competition that um, I believe the guys at Lansing Common, you know, sort of put together as a way to get more playing time, you know, for more home games as well. Um, they have a, a mission for their fans to, you know, give them entertaining soccer. So they wanted to, to get a few more home games. So they figured what what better way than to get a few of the Midwest Premier League teams. And it also includes um, Midwest United, I believe, um, to play some more games and get it in like a cup format. Um, so this was the first ever game in the Grand River Open Cup. And Lansing traveled to East Kentwood High School, which is a fantastic venue, by the way. Um, it was BIH's first game there. So that was very exciting. Um, but yeah, Lansing fell short 2-1. Um, BIH doing their usual BIH thing where they, they play physical and they play aggressive and they get all over you. Um, and Lansing is a squad of a lot of young guys right now. So it is, it's going to be interesting to see how they gel um, in the early stages of the season. Um, and how they cope with teams like BIH who have been playing together for for years. Uh, for those that don't know, BIH uh, stands for Bosnia Herzegovina Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. and uh, they have a, a very strong core of uh, guys from Bosnia Herzegovina that like started that team that have really stuck together and um, definitely have a uh, um, a consistent uh, base. And a style, like you said, uh, so they were, they, they maintained that same 
that same physical style. And in part of the, the preview of the East teams, I wrote, they were definitely excited. Um, the representative from BH was definitely excited about their new venue. Um, mm -hmm. what, what was it about that, that, that site that you liked? It's, you know, it's East Kentwood High School, so it's it's well-maintained. Um, it's a soccer-specific stadium. Um, it's got, you know, great, great attendance. Um, it can fill, it can fill a lot of people in there. And to be fair to BIH, they did get a lot of people in the doors, um, which is just a great thing to see for, for a club that last season was playing at the under construction Midwest United complex, you know, so they weren't really allowed to get a ton of fans in there. Um, so to see them kind of get the, a new stadium, a new venue and be able to file some people in was, was great to see. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Kyle uh, has an extensive, uh, I don't know, if experience with soccer in Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. And forgive me, I didn't run this by you before, but um, I have heard uh, some some online chatter when Grand Rapids FC went. There was a lot of like fans left with, with no team, but there are a number of teams on the west side and in Grand Rapids do you know any of those fans from uh, Grand Rapids FC? Have they considered, you know, like maybe uh, switching their focus or paying some more attention to BIH? Um, my my relationship with you know the Grand Rapids Football Club supporters, uh, I kind of haven't haven't really touched base with too many of them since the you know folding. Um, but I would more than recommend checking out BIH and I would more than recommend checking out West Michigan bearings. Cause they are two, two clubs that are really on the up right now. Um, and I was actually talking to a few people about this the other day that, you know, West Michigan soccer is in a place that I don't think it's ever been, you know, we've got West Michigan bearings, we've got BIH, we've got Tulip city, we've got Grand Haven admirals. We have a ton of teams on the West side. And I think if, if you're not, you're not taking this in right now, I mean, it's it's quite the scene right now. Yeah, I mean, you had that centralized fan base. Like there was once a time, uh, six years ago at least or so, mm -hmm. that Grand Rapids FC was uh, like a the centralized hub for um, uh, soccer fans. Uh, they had the the support and going, but now that obviously disbanded, and that's a tough thing to have happen for the club to go away but now there's a whole variety of more um do you think that there's enough people i mean obviously it's going through an awesome period out there do you think there's enough people in all these towns to where everyone will rise up or do you think one of these teams might become the the mag that might, might have some magnetism to pull in the whole region well i've always been saying you know since grand rapids fc folded that Whoever makes that move to downtown Grand Rapids first is going to be the team that sort of capitalizes on the market. But I mean, there's no reason that none of these that not all of these teams can can, can succeed all at once. I mean, BIH is pulling in good crowds. We saw Tulip City pulling in good crowds as well. Um, we haven't seen Grand Haven Admirals yet in the Midwest Premier League, so I'm, I'm excited to see what they bring in. Um, but yeah, West Michigan Bearings last season as well. They got a few good crowds every time that I went out. So. I mean, they, they're all doing pretty well, but I mean, yeah, no, they haven't, not, none of those clubs really have the same draw that Grand Rapids football club had not yet, at least. Exciting times there on the, on the West side and just in general, Michigan soccer, there's, mm -hmm. there's so many teams, but it's, it's really cool to see the teams popping up on the West side. Um, focusing a little bit on Lansing, uh, you've been working with them quite a bit, uh, 
tell us what you're, you're working on and what you've, uh, uh, been doing. They've had a couple games and they got a couple things lined up. Uh, what are you doing there with Lansing? Yeah. So it's been, it's been pretty under wraps so far. I haven't been too, too vocal about it on my social media at least. Um, but I, I do have a project going on with Lansing common right now. Um, Eric Walcott has been incredible, um, with everything that he's been able to afford me, um, all the freedom that he's been giving me access wise. Um, but yeah, I mean, I followed them for, for two games. Now I was at their open tryout, um, a few weeks ago, um, in the blistering cold of March in Michigan. Um, and, and yeah, I've been following with them pretty closely. It's, it's been, it's been a great experience so far. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I got to keep a little bit quiet right, right now about it still, but, um, uh, there's, there's some exciting stuff in the works right now for sure. Fair play, fair play. That's exciting. I mean, more, uh, coverage of the game and creativity in the coverage, uh, the better for our teams here. And, and Lansing is just an interesting team in general. It's obvious mm -hmm. why they would be, uh, uh, such a good, uh, subject, um, for a project looking down the line at, uh, next week's games, um, Inter Detroit host Grand Haven Admirals, a team that I'm excited to see what they do in their first year of the Midwest Premier League. Um, Lansing uh, is hosting Tulip City United, uh, the aforementioned, and Livonia City FC hosting West Michigan Bearings and Jaguars hosting Grand Haven uh, just the, the day after that. So Grand Haven, busy weekend for them on the east side of the state. Uh, um, what are you looking forward to in, in that bunch? I had to, uh, I had to do a double take when I was looking at the schedule as well. I was like, a uh, Grand Haven. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, that's, that's about right. Yeah. They're, um, I guess spending the weekend in Detroit, they got inter Detroit on the 21st and then Jags on the 22nd. So I'm excited to see how they do. Um, they, they looked like a good side last year, um, in the UPSL, but I'm very excited to see how they, how they compete against some of the Midwest Premier League teams. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, I think they could get a result uh, over the weekend. I think they could get at least one positive result, which I'm excited about. Um, we also have Tulip city against Lansing uh, Lansing's league debut against the side that just scored five goals in their first ever game. So that's going to be an interesting one. Um, and the thing about Lansing this year is it is a very young side, but um, you know, Josh Oaks is an incredible coach. I think he's going to, I think he's going to really get this team firing on all cylinders. Um, and we saw signs of that at uh, BIH, but uh, coming up against a team that just scored five is never easy. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about that one. Um, yeah. And then that last game of that weekend is going to be Livonia versus Bearings, Bearings season debut. So if it's the same group of guys and it looks like it's going to be the same group of guys for the most part, as it was last season, um, they should have quite a bit of success this year too, coming up against Livonia who just got a really good result. So a lot of exciting games all around. And I mean, this season early days still, but it's, it's got the workings to be a very exciting season of the Midwest premier league. That's for sure. Um, Kyle, you're a, a great follow online. Uh, uh, the passion for the game uh, is very uh, clear and evident. Um, I'll switch gears on you a bit. You're a, a suffering uh, Everton fan. Uh, do, do they stay up? After today? Oh, my gosh. Well, to give context, you know, today is May 15th, and we just lost to Brentford. <laughs> so... 
Oh, yeah. Mid-table Brentford. Leeds just got a point too. So, I mean, it's 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 not looking the best, but I, I believe we will still stay up. Yeah. You, I mean, we we got to get two points out of, out of our last two games. I mean, if we can get two draws, two zero zeros is all I want. I don't want any goals. Yeah, I was going to say that's a that's a heck of a sentence, but you know this game does strange things. Uh, um, but uh, is there anything else you want to let people know, or do you want to direct them uh, to your social media handle? No, follow Midwest Premier League on all your socials. If you haven't yet discovered the Midwest Premier League and you're looking to, we have a ton of teams in Detroit. We have a ton of teams in West Michigan. It, it, you probably have a team within about 30 minutes of you. I'll, I'll bet that. Um, if you're in Michigan. So it's it's a very exciting time to be part of this league. Um, and and I am just I am just so excited for this season going forward and um, for the future of the Midwest Premier League as a whole. You just made that one listener in Sault Ste. Marie mad that you you there is no oh, team within 30 minutes, 30 minutes of that. OK, guy. all right. <laughs> if you live in, you know, the southern half of Michigan, <laughs> we're trying to work our way up there. I promise. <laughs> Kyle Clayton uh, of Midwest Premier League uh, and excellent uh follow online uh thank you so much for uh filling us in on uh your projects and uh this this first early period for the season for midwest premier league thank you so much for joining uh, michigan soccer central podcast thank you for having me on robert i appreciate it thank you so much listener for listening to the michigan soccer central podcast my name is robert kerr and i thank you from the bottom of my soccer-loving heart for listening to the show all the way through just about to the end here. Thank you to my guest, Big Mike Melarani of Oakland County FC and Western Michigan Broncos, as well as Kyle Clayton from Midwest Premier League and all-around good Michigan soccer dude. So thank you to my guests, and thanks to all my guests that I've had on the program. We are creeping up on a year here. Um, I guess if I'm keeping my record straight, I think we, uh, this week or maybe next week is a year of doing the program. If you go scrolling back in the Michigan Soccer Central podcast feed, you'll see all of our back, uh, episodes with tons of guests from players, coaches, owners, fans, uh, soccer writers, all the above. This show is on a mission to find as many uh, perspectives and stories in Michigan soccer. Thank you to the core team at Michigan Soccer Central. It's a collaborative effort, keeping a track of all these storylines and all these awesome guests that we've been getting on. They really have made the show what it is. It's because <laughs> it's pretty much all about their stories and perspectives of the guest. Uh, and in shout out to Jenny Hajnaki for editing the program once again putting it all together as you know how. And thank you to Dan Catranza for putting together the music so long ago. And uh, thank you to Stryker and Simon. If you're listening to this, thank you for listening this far. And it was great to see you, my man, on Friday night. So until next time, everybody, enjoy your soccer. (laughs) 